0: Hello and welcome to the first in a series of podcasts from 7 Vineyard called Life-Giving Habits, inspired by the life of Jesus. We're looking at things that Jesus did and encouraged people to do, and we're asking, can these things help us to live more like Jesus? And is there life in it for us if they become habits? Now this is the only talk in the series which is going to pop up here on our All You Can Eat Buffet. For the rest, Have a look for the link in our newsletter or on the website or search for 7 Vineyard Life-Giving Habits wherever you get your podcasts and follow us there. Today, Mal Calladine is talking about Thanksgiving. Why would that make a difference to our lives? What sort of Thanksgiving becomes a life-giving habit and how have we found that this can work in practice? Mal gave this talk in 2014 when someone from church was about to fly out to where there was an outbreak of Ebola. Do they find something to be thankful for in the middle of scary viruses? Can we? How does that work? Let's hear from Mal and find out.
1: Isn't there something about focusing on what we are thankful for, for what is positive? Yeah, There's something about it. And uh, all I want to do over the next few minutes is very quickly run through a why, a what and a how. Yeah. So why are we supposed to give thanks? Uh, what does it mean? What's the strategy? What, what, what are the kind of things that we should be doing to give thanks? And get into specific ideas, ideas of how could we do that. And this is all going to go onto the website. We're going to be looking at as a whole church, as small groups, as household and individual. Um, I'm not sure time-wise I'll get to really unpack loads of the ideas, but those suggested ideas are going to be on the website of how we can apply this over the next month as we do this through this next month. So let's look at why. The number one reason why is because the Bible tells us to. to. Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells us so. What's the why? Let's quickly look at some Bible things. We all have our purple passages do you know what I mean by a purple passage? The one that you remember the most easily, and when you pray, you say, Oh Lord, you always say, and it's the one you remember. Yeah. Um, I have a purple passage, I have a number of purple passages, but one of my possible passages is Colossians 3, 15 to 17. I think it's the most helpful verse on guidance going. If you if I've prayed with you about guidance ever, I've probably prayed this verse because I believe it and own it. Because it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And the word rule is, uh, is, bra- is brabino, which means referee. So allowing the peace of God to referee in your heart about the, th- the decision you've got to make. Because of, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When somebody uh, wants, is saying, I want some guidance, I think I'm asking a few things. Do you feel peaceful about it? Are you allowing the peace of God to rule in this thing? What's the word of God dwelling in you in this? Yeah? And thirdly, can you be thankful for it? Can you be thankful for that idea? It may be a struggle or a challenge or something you know is an adventure or there's something about it. Getting to be with Tim Harvey uh, last night in um, Nottingham. Yeah, he's a guy who was in this church, who's, uh, who's just about to fly out to Sierra Leone and uh, be with Ebola. And he said, I'm having to learn not to touch anybody. Because what we've been told is we can't touch anybody for the next month. You can't touch anybody anywhere. Yeah, But he was thankful that he was going. He was still thankful. It's like, this is the way I'm made. It's an adventure. I can't wait. But I'm having to learn not to touch anybody. Yeah? Can you just go to the next? And if you weren't sure about this, have you seen what it says? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. And then let the word dwell in you richly as you admonish one another and teach one another. With, and as you sing to one another with gratitude in your hearts to God. So let the peace rule but be thankful. Let God's word speak to you, but be thankful. And in case you haven't got it yet, whatever you do in word or deed, be thankful. Isn't that what it says? Giving thanks to God the Father through it him. Whatever you do in the name of the Lord Jesus, do it thankfully. So the Bible says we're supposed to be thankful. Let's have another Bible verse. Um, This is an interesting one, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I've heard that this verse used really badly about God being mean. You know, oh well, this is obviously God's will for me in Christ Jesus, this horrible situation, this sad, terrible thing. With this strange worldview that, you know, God's a meanie and does bad things. The Bible's pretty clear that God is good and only good. And that the world is broken. And that in the in this world of free choice that we live in, of free will, bad things happen. Bad things do happen. But the challenge for us is do we give thanks in all circumstances? because that's what god's will for us is in christ jesus to be able to give thanks whether you ri- i f- i've found the secret of being content whether i've got lots or little whether i'm rich or poor whether i'm in need or not in need i've found the secret of being content says paul in philippians 4 it's the will of god is that you give thanks because when you give thanks i think you look at the world Differently. It changes your worldview. It changes your worldview. Let's look at another verse. This is, the, uh, this is a psalm, one of the songs of the Bible, and this is one of the songs where in the Old Testament they would have gone through this massive cathedral-like building of the temple, and as they would go through, they'd go on a journey. I love the journey through the temple, but it would start with you enter through gates of thanksgiving, and then you would go into the courts of praise, and then you would go past this massive bull with a bowl on its back that was the place of confession and the place to, get right with God and to, um, to say sorry and to put things right. In the Old Testament, there was a the whole sacrifice model for that. And then they would go into the intimate place. Worship starts by being thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. It's very hard to start by being intimate. Have you ever just tried in worship just to go, God, I love you? That's a really intimate thing today to do. We have to go through a journey, I think, of going, I need to reorder and refocus my mind. God, you are good, and I want to give thanks for this, this, and this. I want to acknowledge your goodness to me. I want to give thanks for this thing, and this thing, and this thing. I want to give thanks for this attribute of who you are. I want to give thanks for this breakthrough in my life. Okay, now I can say that I want to be in intimate relationship with you. Do you see what I mean? It starts, our worship, our our devotion to God starts with the gates of thanksgiving. The entry point to our journey with God is thanksgiving. As we come into this Christmas season, one last verse. I could give you a few thousand verses on thanks in scripture. It's all over it. Yeah? But this is what I think we're doing when we say, uh, give thanks, is that you're talking about where you see there is life. Yeah. So uh, I get to uh, you know, do a lot of one-to-one meetings and seeing how people are and asking them what's going on in their life. And I work with a few people who I know are struggling with depression. Now, the number one thing uh, that we do normally as a discipline is a few guys that I meet once a month. What I ask them is, you need to come with the three things this month that you're thankful for. And there's one person I've been doing this with for about four years, and I don't think they're depressed anymore. But the funny thing is, he's totally not. But what I love is, he still wants to start with, can I tell you what I'm thankful for? Can I tell you what I'm thankful for, and and what he's normally doing is identifying um, the places that there's life, the places that there's energy, the places that he's excited. Do you get that? Because, and in fact, I would say theologically, what he's doing is he's focusing on where Jesus is already at work. Because he's focusing on, he's telling me about the places of his life, about where there is life and energy. I'm giving thanks for where I see life and where I see energy. Well, funnily enough, what you're telling me is where Jesus is at work in your life. Because in him is life. And that light, that life is the light of the world. So you're, shut, you're telling one another where you give thanks, where you see that there's light and there's life. Do you get that? now this is a discipline this is a real discipline because we can get burdened by all of the hassles and worries of our lives yeah and when somebody asks you how are you doing it's really focus it's easy to oh there's 10 things going on in my life and nine of them are just hassles but one of them is the thing i'm thankful for yeah if we focus on the thing that is jesus is doing we focus on life that then is an upward spiral. If we focus on the things that are hassle, I know I, I'm guilty of this so often. Somebody will say, how are you doing? And I'll say, well, I'm, you know, that's not very good, and that's a hassle, and that's a hassle, and I'm worried about that, and we haven't seen a breakthrough there. And I've just described all the places that Jesus has not yet broken through, Yeah, which is a downward spiral. So to to do thanksgiving is to focus on the thing that Jesus is doing. This is an interesting quote my uh, daughter sent me uh, this month. Our eldest daughter is in the States doing the Bethel School of Ministry. And uh, I just love this quote. When something bothers you, it's because the solution lives inside of you. But complaining about the problem is easier. However, complaining is negative intercession on behalf of the problem. When we complain, we raise and focus and talk about what the problem is, rather than going, how can I think about the goodness of God and where his answer is? And if I focus on his life, what fascinates me doing that, that list of three things that you can be thankful for, for where you see life, is normally those three things are the answers to what the problem are. Do you get it? Because Jesus is the answer, and Jesus is life. So if you're focusing on where his life is at work, that's normally the answer to the problems. But we spend our time focusing on the problems. Which is just... which is why i think there's this discipline and it is a discipline there are some habits that are fun to do and there are some habits that aren't fun to do christian will tell you as a, as a, a you know a exercise instructory man um, you know the the issue is you don't want people to look like mr incredible yeah with great big upper body and funny little chicken legs underneath yeah Do you know what I'm talking about? It's easy to do the things that we find easy to do, and we just build those muscles bigger and bigger. If we're actually going to be more like Christ, some of the habits are, this isn't easy for me to do, but I know I need to do it if I'm going to build up the area of deficit to become more like Jesus. Does that make sense? And Thanksgiving is one of those things. So let's get on to the what? The and the how are pretty similar to each other, really. Um, Selwyn Hughes says that there's three different... Selwyn Hughes is a very intelligent man who writes a daily uh, devotional thing um, that's called Every Day with Jesus. Uh, we used to call it Every Day with Selwyn. Um, and uh, he, he would do this thing where he would say, there's three ways, there's three kinds of giving thanks, of what is giving thanks. And they, they are these, I hope. Maybe, on the next page. Thank you. There are natural things that we can give thanks for. Yeah? Normal things. Normal things. Then there are uh, supernatural or extraordinary things. Extraordinary things. God breakthrough things. Um, You know, where you think God's hand has moved. So there's normal things and then there's supernatural things. And then the third one is character attributes of God. Jewish theologians were, if if we're really stuck, still are, if we're stuck on a theological problem, we have to go back to understanding the character of God. And you can give thanks for his mercy, his kindness, his acceptance, his affirmation, his fathering, his love, his overwhelming compassion for you and your situation. Yeah? isn't that an attribute of god so that's what he says are the three things we can give thanks thanks for what's natural what's supernatural and what god's like yeah what his attributes are and uh, this is how we kind of apply this can you go to the next slide oh yeah very good keep going oh no where's all those nice pictures gone Hooray! That's good. So, um, actually, can you go back one page? This one? No, not that one. The one that's the uh, website. Yes. So, that's what the website will have on it um, uh, today. Life-giving habits at the start of it. Uh, underneath is um, just a little blurb introduction. You can listen to Owen's introductory talk and hopefully this one. And it says the first theme that we're looking at of, as a whole church of life giving habits is this. And then the four areas of application are as a whole church, personally, in our household, and in our small groups. So I just want to give you some ideas to finish as the kind of things that that you can do in each of those settings. So keep going. That great, oh, no, no, go back, go back, go back. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Back further. It's like good pictures, pictures. Lovely, lovely, hooray. (laughs) So. this is us last year. Because we lived in the States, we do the, do the American bit. You don't have to thank God for America, but we do. Um, and we had a great time there. Um, and then what we do is everybody invites a couple of people around our table. And, uh, but everybody is warned that they've got to bring three kinds of thanksgiving. And if it's uh, a Christian thing, we might do the thing of the uh, natural, supernatural And uh, um, attribute of God. And then we go around and share. But normally we do a less spiritual version. And the less spiritual version is to give thanks for something normal. To give thanks for something extraordinary. Which is the same as the other two. And the third is to give thanks for somebody beyond uh, your immediate family and household. That you you are thankful for attributes of who they are. Yeah, and the only deal is you have to contact them, text, email, whatever by the by the end of uh, that uh, by the end of the week. Yeah, or you've ruined Christmas. Um, Yeah, that's the that's the thing. And then we go around, and you may notice that there's one girl there at that moment who is uh, who's wearing a turkey hat, and that's what you have to wear as you give your thanks. And then that gets passed on around the. uh, around the room, and uh, so on. Yes. It's brilliant. So the first challenge is, as a household, have a Thanksgiving meal. Have a Thanksgiving meal. Invite some other people into your house and tell them that you're going to give thanks and that one person's going to give thanks and then they're going to choose somebody else and then you're going to go around and give thanks for different things. I've learned so many... We had some uh, guys who were just back from Africa and the number one thing that this uh, girl wanted to give thanks for was toilets as a normal thing. That she wasn't using a pit latrine. You know, the old... (laughs) Or it's always more worried where it's <laughs> they're the bad ones. <laughs> Seen a few of those, <laughs> it's just the most positive, life affirming saying where Jesus is doing stuff. Thing, do you get it? Good things to do. Great, let's just quickly go through a, a couple of ideas around, the, um, around these, and then I'm gonna. So, household ideas, Thanksgiving meal. Invite others, spiritual questions or normal questions. Appreciation week, Um, focus on one person on your household a day when you get together over coffee or food or whatever and tell them what you appreciate about them. Say what you appreciate about them. Yeah, changes the world. It's, uh, I love, uh, in my daughter's setting, she said, Dad, we call this calling out the gold. Call out the gold. Call out the gold in one another. Keep going quickly. Um, personal. I see. Do do. Um, is there the ones just with the full page? Just the headings, because it, otherwise it's just too. The, yeah. Uh, the one isn't there. One's just with the banner on its own. Yeah. Great. Um, personal exercises. I'd suggest that you could do. Either on your own, with you and the Lord, or with one other person like you're, you. Know, we're trying to go after accountability and deep relationship in this church. Who would you most want to share the, the the kind of these are the three things where life is really going on for me? This is where I want to give thanks. Who would you share in the one to one with? And would you do that with God? Uh, one thing that we do as a personal exercise of thanksgiving is, did you know that the longest uh, uh, bit of the Bible, the longest chapter of the Bible, is Psalm 119? And Psalm 119 actually is, is a poetic structure that takes each of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet in praise and thanksgiving to God. So it actually goes through the structure of the Hebrew alphabet. And what we, uh, what we do as a little discipline is, um, is we go through the alphabet, and giving thanks. So just to do this in your worship. Say Lord. Uh, we're copying Psalm 119. You're awesome. You're beautiful. You give me courage. You are delightful. And I delight in your presence. You're everlasting. You're my friend. Your glory. Do you get it? You can stop it. You don't have to do X or Z <laughs> unless you're feeling very creative in some way. Um, great thing that we often do this in, uh, in small groups as well. Good thing to do as a small group. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's more ideas for uh, all these kind of... Uh, there's ideas like that and more on, on the website to have a focus this month on giving thanks. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to be thanksgivers? Great. Well, let's just ask the Lord what he wants to uh, say to us as uh, as we finish. Holy Spirit, just increase, please. Um, just confirm what you're saying to different people. I think the Lord's just wanting to minister to some of you right now who's saying, I don't feel like God, like I'm a lot to thank, be thankful for. And actually, my first reaction to this is, I want to focus on good things, but actually, I, it's almost like my, my life feels bleak, like a desert. And all the words of lamentations though it's just hard, hard, hard. That's how I feel right now. Um, there's one thing that I think, however bad things are in our lives, there comes a point where you just can't stop giving thanks for the cross. If there's nothing else that in your life right now that you feel that you can give thanks, thanks for, and if that's been your emotional reaction... I think the Lord is saying to you, then give thanks for my cross. Give thanks for what Jesus has done on the cross. And as you start to do that, as you start to give thanks in that way, you'll create perspective on the other things. Should we just start to pray out together? You know, where is your heart wanting to speak out? Thanks. This is a slightly brave thing to do, but in Acts four it says uh, everybody prayed out together. Everybody spoke out together. The only way you can get away with it is if that you uh, if you speak louder than the person next to you. Otherwise, you'll listen to them. But almost, uh, uh, let's just finish by giving God an offering of thanks. A thanks offering. So what do you want to speak out to him? And don't just internalise it. Let's speak it out. Let's all just speak out our thanks. Just start to do it. Start to do it. doesn't need to be too loud, but be loud if you want to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we thank you for your cross. We thank you that you give us new perspective and we focus on your life and the things that you're doing amongst us. And where that is the thing you most need to receive, right now, receive it. And where you know that what you need right now is just to be empowered by God to go out and focus on the things he's doing, I pray that over you right now, that you would be empowered in the Spirit to go and make a difference by calling out the gold in your world. To see what Jesus is doing and to call it out. Thank you, Lord. So I think we're just going to finish by, um, if you need to go and get children, then do. But if you want to pray with somebody next to you, then do it. And if there's somebody in this room that you actually think, I want to just go and say thank you to them. Thank you for who they are and what they are. What I see and observe of them. You might not even need to know them well. Just um, go and say it. And then you may want to pray for them. And then we're done. Does that sound good? So talk to each other, pray for each other, and if you need to go and get kids, go for it. Let's go give thanks.